Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers, Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Cleansing Protection Magic, binaural production engineer, Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Marika Verheyen. Did I pronounce that right? Excellent. You did a good job there, Gary. Very good. Awesome. And we are here to talk about the Pyramid for Light. Um, What exactly is the Pyramid for Light and how did it come about? Well, that's a very long story. So I will need to reduce that a a couple of hours or even (laughs) to uh, bring it to the the story. Um, So I'm not sure how much time we have. Um, About an hour and 15 minutes. 15 minutes, okay. No, an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, 15, right? One five. No, an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, one hour and fifty. Well, yep. that's 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 good. Then, Gary, uh, I would love to first, before entering into the pyramid for light, maybe I'll first touch base on on how it all started yes. with um, a spiritual healer, and um, his name is Alex Orbito. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I met him actually in nineteen ninety eight when he was still living in Barcelona. And this is a Philippine spiritual healer, uh, quite famous. I mean, more than I would say 20 books have been partly or dedicated to him all over the world. It's one of those spiritual healer with the ability to really uh, penetrate the body. So wherever he would come, he would attract quite large audiences, obviously, because of his uh, healing abilities. And um, at the time when I met him, um, uh, it was at a conference. You know, sometimes you meet people and there's this instant resonance. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I had with him. So it almost like I saw him and I was like, wow, I just know this person. And to make that long story short, um, he invited me to come to the opening of what was called the Pyramid of Asia. It was his dream since he was a little boy. He kept dreaming always about pyramids. Um, And he didn't even know the name Pyramid. So he just kept drawing all the time these pyramids. And eventually when he was almost 60, um, he created, he built what was called the Pyramid of Asia that was in the Philippines. But, and now this is interesting, So he traveled all his life gathering funds in order to finally build this pyramid of Asia. But he had a certain vision in mind. And he was, as a spiritual healer, obviously quite a medium. He channeled a lot. He he visioned a lot. He got messages through his dreams. And he always had this, this, this certain image of a pyramid that would be a very powerful healing pyramid. But eventually this pyramid of Asia, when it was built, I would say he let himself be very much influenced by a lot of different architects. One said this should be done, the other one said that should be done. And eventually a place was built that did not really, uh, it didn't really resemble what he saw in his images. So it was a great event opening this pyramid of Asia, but at the same time he was a bit disappointed because he said, uh, it's, it's not really what I saw in my vision. But it's a very humble man, very Filipino style, like being a bit overruled by all different people that felt that should be built this way or that built. And so this um, it leads me a bit to the Pyramid of Light, because when I met him in um, just before the turn of the century, uh, I was just flabbergasted seeing, you know, uh, the different healing techniques, the ability of these people to just connect with spirit and channel and go through body even with all kinds of you know medical people around them cameras around them because obviously many people you know 
think there must be some kind of a trickery involved. Uh, but I've seen thousands of operations, barehanded operations, with a lot of cameras around it, people around it, checking everything. So I can assure you it's, it's, uh, it, it, it is a genuine gift that very few people have, but it really exists. And so uh, after this, this integration of the Pyramid of Asia, um, I was so intrigued by everything I saw that I connected with. A whole world went open to me. And I started gradually bringing groups to, to the Philippines uh, and accompany groups. And part of um, the journey going into the Philippines was meditation inside a cave very powerful cave and here I was the first one to be surprised that it was shortly after the turn of the century in 2001-2002 that uh, Alex the healer he, he started to channel more and more and when I say channel you know it was a full trance so he would collapse and then you know his body would start contracting and gradually a being of light would come through. In this case, it was a being of light in this particular cave that came through and that started to say, or started to ask much more, to build a pyramid for light. And I thought, what the heck is this? Build a pyramid for light? He just built this giant pyramid in the Philippines, now building a pyramid for light. So I was very surprised hearing this story, um, this request. And... The spirit that came through identified herself as the Lady of Light. And with all the groups afterwards that kept coming into this cave and even around this cave, very often she, I will call her she, this spirit would come through always with the same request. Please build here a pyramid for light. And I'm going to tell you now a story. Uh, and whenever I tell this story, um, I always ask people, try to listen as much as you can with an open spirit, with an open mm -hmm. mind, uh, because rationally there are things that are just um, impossible to comprehend with a logical mind. Right. Um, and to be honest, Gary, I, I've always been very, um, I would have been very grateful that through all these events I'm going to share with you, I was surrounded by quite a large group of people and of all walks of life, including scientists, pioneers, uh, explorers. I was never alone. So all the events that I'm going to share with you uh, have been documented by more people. Because if I had been alone seeing these, I would probably thought to myself, no, I'm sure I must have hallucinated. I'm sure this can't be. Um, but... To come back to the Pyramid for Light, um, in 2007, we entered with a small group of people. We sometimes met uh, in Europe, and these are people from actually all different continents. We were eight. And this same spirit, the Lady of Light, had asked to come together inside the, inside the cave. And it took quite some years before we finally managed to all come together because it's not always easy to say to people, well, there is a spirit called the Lady for Light. She would like us to come together in a cave and I'm not sure what's for. Um, uh, so <coughs> this happened in 2007 and I would say this has been uh, the moment which totally transformed my life. Because when we came together inside this lake, going one layer deeper, there's a giant lake inside this cave. And we were sitting all around, holding hands, and we decided to chant Om um, for quite a long time. And all of a sudden, I was holding the hands of Alex Arbito, his healer, who was also part of this group. And... I could feel that he was going into a trance very strongly. And the next thing that happened is he just raised his hand and hit the water that was beautiful, transparent water, like this typical, this, 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 this cave water that was so pure and pristine. With one hand, he hit the water and a very loud voice that said, change. 
and I could just barely hear then afterwards that it said, I'm Christ. And the moment he hit the water, what we could see is that the whole lake had changed colour. It was from pristine, beautiful crystal water. It had changed all into red. And uh, for many years afterwards, I couldn't even tell this story without crying. Uh, so I'm glad that I can now just say it normally. <laughs> it was something that we were just left that whole, we, we, we were sitting there looking at the lake that had turned red. We just could not believe what we were seeing. Um, one is actually a scientist, a doctor, a neurologist, and he even, uh, he, he took a little sample because he was like, oh, we need to document this. We need to investigate. This is just, this is incredible. But what I took from that day was whatever is asked from us to build is coming from a realm that is from a different dimension. And so the message built the pyramid for light took on a whole different dimension because we realized we have here powers at play that we don't even know of. But it was all through such a powerful, loving, kind uh, way that all these messages were transmitted that we understood even if we cannot fathom where it's leading to we need to trust the process and this so this happened in 2007 we left the cave that day i don't think we even spoke the whole day we were just everyone was just in silence of what we had witnessed together and it was the following day that the same scientist uh, jan is his name he said Gosh, I'm curious, would the lake still be red? Because this is a giant lake. And so we called a man who lives in that village and we asked him to please go inside. We didn't say that the lake was red. We just said, please go inside the cave and check the water. And so this man went inside and he called afterwards. He talked Tagalog, so I couldn't hear it, but he was screaming because he said, uh, translated afterwards he said he went into the lake but he couldn't see the lake because he saw a rainbow over the lake which inside the dark cave obviously is very difficult to see so he had never seen a rainbow inside that lake um, and I'm telling this because what happened afterwards um, it was always we took one step and then we understood why but it was just following the, the path the, the guidance that was there uh, that led us forward because um, for the years afterwards we kept bringing groups groups from all over the world to this place mm -hmm. uh, and we always did a meditation around the lake or close to the lake visualizing uh, the pyramid for light but we had no clue where to start how to go about and this the first step actually occurred in 2009 because it was a, a large seminar with a few hundreds of people alex this healer went into trance and then the lady of light came through and she pointed to four different people in this large group and she said the four of you that i just named the four of you have the wisdom and the knowledge to build the pyramid for light i did not know these four people but they were even surprised themselves to hear and it turned out that these four people one was actually um one lady is from canada she's an expert in renewable energies community building then there's a gentleman from france who is a radiostatist and a geobiologist jean-jacques another man from france uh remy who is a eco-engineer, expert in sacred geometry, but also an architect, a bion architect, and the fourth man from Lebanon, um, also an architect, but in this, but he was more specialized in building with stone and in Arabic countries. So the four of them had a tremendous knowledge, obviously, and it was the perfect um, team to have both the knowledge and indeed the wisdom to build the Pyramid for Light. And thank God they all had as a native language French because the Canadian lady came from Quebec, two from France and Lebanon obviously speaks, they speak French as well. So they were even able, despite the fact they're from different continents, they were able to communicate with each other. 
and this formed the DD team. And the DD team is what we baptize, divine designers, because they had one, <laughs> we call them, they had one boss in common. Mm -hmm. And the boss obviously came from a different realm, came from, from, from light, a spirit, the lady of light, giving them instructions on how, giving them, I wouldn't say instructions, but giving guidance uh, on how to build the pyramid for light. And this was in 2009, let's say this, this designer's team, they came on this side close to the cave and they discovered seven very powerful energy points. And the seven energy points all resonated with a different color and it turned out to be chakra points, just like the chakra that we have, the energy centers in our body. They discovered these different points, very powerful. So after they had detected the different energy points, all vibrating on a different color and also increasing in resonance, they felt now it's time that we walk towards the place where the pyramid for light needs to be built in the future. And so they detected one place, they were guided to one place and they could sense there were all kinds of different crossings of ley lines. Many of them, there was, and I'm not an expert on the subject, but there were um, silver ley lines, platinum ley lines, sacred ley lines, golden ley lines, and all crossings. So it was very powerful, the place, but they were not coming together on one specific point. They were all like um, 50 to 100 meters apart. And so what they said, what we can do is we can invoke spirits of nature. We do a prayer. And we ask for all these different ley lines crossings to come together on one specific spot. And they say, this is not easy to do, but in ancient times, this is what they would ask the spirits of nature to help and to bring it all together on one specific point. And in order to do so, they placed people, I was one of them, as pillars, imaginable pillars to already start feeling, visualizing, and sensing the pyramid. So I was one of the pillars. There were four people we imagined being the pillars. And there were four outside. And here is another part what happened where I would say time stood still because when we started the prayer, for a few moments, there was a very strong wind that came all over. Then it stopped. And there was this, this concentration of energy, enormous concentration of energy. And all of a sudden it was gone. And then the two geobiologists, they measured and they started crying. They said, the energy points just moved. They're all together on one specific spot. And this was in April 2009, which is in the middle of the, um, of the summer season which means that the soil is like brick. It's, it's, it hasn't been raining for so many months. So the soil, I mean, it's, 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 it's rock almost. I mean, it's very difficult to penetrate. But what happened here when we had this spot where all the ley lines had gathered, um, Alex asked us to all come together on this particular place we all placed our hands together and then there was there was an explosion an explosion we could hear it and all around us was a perfect circle that was burning not not high the fire wasn't lifting up high but it was all like little flames in a perfect circle all around us and then alex went into trance the spirit lady of light came through and she told us start digging here and we thought digging here we had no clue what we would be digging for but that was what she asked us to do to start digging seeing this circle that was burning around us uh, you know it, it's a moment where you just don't ask questions we just felt it, it was it was a mixture of magic time standing still and so we started digging with our bare hands uh, we were eight um, uh, we took some water in order to sort of be able to dig there, but it took us many hours to, in order to dig for one meter. 
And when we were finally reached roughly one meter, there was this perfect egg-shaped white stone that appeared. And, and it, 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 it was, I can only express it like the birth uh, of, of, of a stone that at that moment we even had no idea what it would be. So a stone of like the size of a big egg uh, emerged. And there was one lady, um, Marie-Claude from Lebanon, and she said, my God, that was a difficult birth. I'm sure these must be twins. And then Alex, who was still in trance, said, keep digging, keep digging. And so we kept on digging. And then beneath this first white, perfect stone, emerged <coughs> another stone. Same size, same shape. And when the two geobiologists, which we had in the group, when they started to measure uh, these stones, they said one vibrated on pure yang energy, and the other one vibrated on pure yin energy. And uh, then the message came that whenever the pyramid had been built to place the yin stone in its middle, touching the ground, Mother Earth, the element of water, and to place the yang stone right on top into the apex in connection with the elements of... Um, uh, in connection with the elements of air and of light and ether. And so it, 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 obviously we have pictures, we took the video because this moment was generally a birth and what we saw underneath these two stones that emerged was a very thin tube. We don't know where it had, where it's leading to, but we imagined the explosion we heard is something that emerged from the core of the earth going upwards, birthing these two stones. Um, and obviously these stones have indeed been placed on those two spots. Uh, and this, where the stones emerge, is right now really the heart of the pyramid for light. It's really the center. And this is where all ley lines cross. And then Shortly afterwards, and this was a few months afterwards, when we were again inside the cave, um, Alex again went into trance. Poor man. I mean, he always went into trance, had no recollection of little reconnection, recollection of what had happened. But the most amazing things happened through his body. Um, because this time when he went into trance, he kept on choking a lot. And he kept like... Um, moving up his throat where you could see like uh, it was a uh, something big that was trying to get through his throat and this way eventually out of his mouth uh, a stone emerged and i know how weird this sounds but we were many around him and we saw how one stone after the other in like a little egg shape emerged and every time a stone emerged um there was an energy that came through saying where it's from. And there were four archangels being um, Raphael, Michael, Uriel and Gabriel that came through. Each materializing, allowing to emerge of a stone through his body actually and coming out of his mouth. Um, he had no recollection of this. We filmed it because we thought this is just amazing. What is happening here? And every time a stone emerged from his mouth, a voice would come of the different archangels and telling us where to place the stone. So Raphael would say, this is my stone, please place the stone to the east of the pyramid. And in this manner, um, the archangel Michael told us to place his stone at the north. The archangel Uriel asked us to place his stone at the west and eventually Gabriel to place his stone at the south. So now we had all the different stones uh, um, and it was time to build the Pyramid for Light. And it, it is here where in 2010, um, the Spirit asked us to inaugurate the Pyramid for Light on 11-11-11, which was one year later and it turned out to be precisely full moon at that day. And this is in the Philippines, so it was four o'clock in the morning. 
but we were right now at the end of 2010. So imagine Gary building a pyramid for light in the middle of nowhere in a jungle next to a cave, um, creating this highly sophisticated structure there in the Philippines, I mean, which has very extreme climates. So it was like, uh, uh, I would say, mission impossible to do that in one year. And now here is something, and this is to me the core of everything that I that is about the Pyramid for Light. Because we felt it's just impossible what we're going to do here. But the message that came from Spirit, from the Lady of Light, was united in love and light, you will see that everything is possible. Hmm. And... I'm stopping here for a moment because um, it was April 2011 when we eventually signed the contract with the construction company because this was not easy to obviously find the architect construction company in the Philippines uh, with this whole team that was working in many different continents, uh, speaking French, using different measurements, but finding also architect that could align himself with such an amazing project where um, we didn't have a usual boss, but we had guidance from spirit in order to build this. Right. Uh, so it was, um, it was, we, we often felt it was mission impossible, but you probably know the expression. We didn't know it was impossible, so we did it. <laughs> we had, um, uh, imagine we had hundreds, thousands of people that were helping along, but they were all volunteers. So we organized them in different groups, uh, all multilingual. We started to develop the plan. We had no money at the beginning, uh, very little time to build this highly sophisticated construction involving sacred geometry, making sure that everything was aligned, that everything was in tune, that everything was done in consensus, uh, because every decision that we took was always with the whole team. So um, my previous background was uh, management. So having all this together, little time to build, multilingual uh, teams, all decisions were taken collectively, uh, all volunteers, and no money yet. I mean, it is a recipe for disaster normally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but somehow, and this is the miracle that took place, um, we had a huge amount of obstacles because we had the worst rainy season ahead of us in construction time. And yet, it's almost like we gained time. It's almost like at times, time stood still. Everything went into a mode of synchronization, into a magic as I've never experienced in my life before. It was, it was just amazing. We had whatever obstacle there was. When there was an obstacle, actually, we knew uh, we need to come together first as a team to make sure the outside obstacle has to do with an inner obstacle. And so we always made sure that we vibrated in a very loving field with the heart. As the message was also, uh, united in love and light, everything is possible. And there was such a powerful, magical field that was created together. And it was here that no matter the obstacle that was there, there was a solution. Miracles happened. Um, I, and I can name so many of them. I mean, it was just um, incredible. And everything was ready in time. Plus, on 11-11-11, for the opening, more than 200 people had registered to come for its opening, to come for a retreat. And people from all over the world. So we did not need to build only a pyramid for light. On top of it, we needed to have the housing. You needed to have a restaurant. You needed to have bathrooms. All this infrastructure was also needed. And all this was built in less than five months. And it was also the worst rainy season ever. So all the heavy machinery that we were planning to use, we couldn't use it. We needed to go back 
to <laughs> to the manual building with water buffaloes with people many people that needed to carry buckets from one place to the other because it was pouring rain and yet everything was built in time on 11 11 11 the pyramid was ready and all the stones were placed inside so it was it was just so amazing um and that week it was november 11 that the opening took place of the pyramid for light this the weather forecast was rain the whole week and it turned out that it stopped after the first day when all the guests arrived and all the participants arrived sunshine the whole week wow yeah no no, no. it was incredible and so this is where um the Pyramid for Light, the story of the Pyramid for Light, how it was built. And the opening was on 11, 11, 11. And the messages that came through on this opening, um, it spoke a lot. All the, the, the spirits that came through, all the messages that came through is very much to do about this time, the great transformation that we're going through. Mm. But also the power that we have when we come together through our hearts, the power that we have when we step into um, the field of love, particularly unconditional love. The moment we get to that high vibration and we bring that field together in a collective unified field, it's, 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 it's limitless, I would say. I've seen and not only the miracles or miracles, we call them miracles. I like to call them sometimes it's um, um, undiscovered laws of nature uh, because obviously we know still so little. Um, but to me, the pyramid for light shows us through its symbolism and through all the messages that we received, the enormous transformation humanity and this earth is going through. And um, soon I'll be attending a conference where, uh, with film, because a documentary has been made about the Pyramid for Light, um, we'll be sharing this story, but also what it tells us in these times. We have gone so far in our, um, in our rational, being rational, analytical mind, in our greed, in our going extreme into, I would say, the young side. We've totally forgotten the feminine qualities. And I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about the feminine qualities in all of us to better balance mind and heart and to lead us into a, I would say, into a new way of, of living, a new way of perceiving, um, um, a new way of co-living in unity with all that surround us mm. and uh, yeah so does the, the, the pyramid itself have a function is it like act as like a, a beacon or antenna for spiritual energy yeah um it is a, both a beacon and an antenna as of today what we in all these years since its inauguration we usually went with with groups there and we did a retreat walking through all the different energy points through all the different chakra points until we would enter inside the pyramid for light itself since the covid since many of us couldn't travel what we did for the first time is we started as of january with people all over the world, we did an online retreat. So what we did is every two weeks, we connected with a different chakra point. We went into a different meditation and gradually we started walking this chakra path until after six months, we reached, obviously from a distance, the pyramid for light. And what we've seen, what we've measured inside the pyramid is an increase of um, 460 million bovis, which is an energy unit, almost doubling it into 810 million. So it is not only antenna and a container of a huge amount of light and of energy, but it also works in connection with all the people that are connected to it. So um, obviously it, 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 is a, it is a mechanism that works two ways. So not only people that attended this retreat connecting themselves to this place, 
had an increase of energy and light vibration, but also inside the place, the pyramid for light itself. Does the pyramid have any um, healing energy? Yes, I mean, it's it's um, people that have been there, but also from a distance have noticed how that it connecting to this place, and no matter where you are, you can obviously connect to the Pyramid for Light, has a tremendous uh, increase of energy. We have not yet done studies, particularly on, on the, the healing that has occurred, but people do feel this transformative energy, this increase of light. So what is the message or purpose of this pyramid for humanity as we go through these changes? And what are some of the changes that we're going to go through? Um, and this is uh, it's a very good question, and I'm very excited that quite soon there will be there, uh, a conference of uh, the Global Pyramid Network. It's taking place in Chicago, um, where people from all over the world gather, but it's mostly around pyramids. And what we're going to do, or what is a plan that we're going to do, is connect further this whole energy grid of power places. So we're going to connect the Pyramid for Light with these different power places, creating one big grid and connecting it with the heart. And I've been very fascinated by the studies around the heart because the pyramid on one side is a uh, generator of energy. It's, it's, it balances the electromagnetic field but it's a very strong container of energy. And even the Journal of Physics uh, finally published in, it was a couple of years ago, in 2018, how they discovered where the Pyramid of Giza is indeed a huge container of energy. So this has been recently uh, published and they're even now considering of um, making um, a whole nano industry involving these little pyramids in order to contain energy. But Imagine on one side the pyramids and the whole grid of pyramids around the world because there are many and some are even not discovered yet because over time uh, a lot of vegetation has grown over them but there are many pyramids, many of them yet undiscovered all over this, uh, this, this earth. So the pyramid is a container of energy and on the other side the heart is uh, also a container, a huge amount of energy. There's an institute in the United States, it's called HeartMath. It's one of the pioneers, I would say, in heart math science and heart studies. And they've been studying the heart field for more than 30 years now. And they've proven how the heart generates a much larger electromagnetic field than, for example, the brain. It's 5,000 times stronger than the brain. So the heart uh, field is very powerful. So what we're going to do and what we're going to experiment on more is bringing larger groups of people into more a heart a coherent heart state meaning aligning themselves more with the vibrations of the heart in connection with the pyramid because both are huge generators of energy in order to lift not only the consciousness of this earth but also uh, lift the vibration of our earth, which means automatically also ourselves, obviously. It is a personal, social, but also global uh, transformation that is taking place, in which the pyramid is a generator. It's like an amplifier, not only container, but also amplifier, as it's connected with the energy grid that is all over the world. Um, with all the other pyramids that are around the world um i mean they're 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 ancient um yes. do you have any idea on who built them and why i visited the um the pyramid of bosnia i'm not sure if you ever heard about mm -hmm. it yeah. um yeah and so uh, a couple of years ago i visited i and i came in contact with its founder which is sam osmanogic and I visited it together with the healer that I mentioned earlier, Alex Orbito. And uh, this pyramid, there's quite a lot of signs already and documentation that it's a pyramid that is, has probably is over 30,000 years 
old. So it has been built way before the Pyramid of Giza in Egypt. And um, when I visited this pyramid together with Alex Orbito, he went into trance and uh, it has been recorded. And the spirit came through, called, she called herself Saralome. And she said, I'm the guard of this pyramid since a long, long time. And it was very powerful. There's a whole grit in ancient times of, of, of pyramids. They were all in connection with each other. And they communicated through very precious crystals that were in the apex. That's how they connected. They formed a grid all together. And this is how they connected also even with um, other realms in the universe. Mm -hmm. And she said, we knew that uh, darker times would be coming. Times of reduced consciousness. Times that were, would be, um, let's say, more oppressed times. And this is where they decided to remove the crystal from the apex because the pyramid, she said, can be used as a very powerful instrument. It's a very powerful structure. It can be used for light, but it can also be, also be used for darkness. Um, and so they removed, she said, the crystals of these pyramids in order to protect them. And she said that time soon would come again where these pyramids would be restored to their original power, emanating light, and also connecting with other realms. Hmm. And so, um, together also with Sam Omanogic of the Pyramid of Bosnia, we said it is time to reconnect several pyramids again with groups of people, and also to experiment with meditation, going into a deeper consciousness, and also to connect the heart, and to measure this, what it does to ourselves, to the pyramid, and to the whole energy grid, because all this can be measured. So who built these pyramids? Was it humans? And if there were humans, obviously they were more advanced than the yeah. existing set of humans. Um, what do you think happened to them? Or do you think that there was possibly... Um, aliens or some type of multi-dimensional presence that assisted? I find it difficult to answer this question because um, I think, and this is pure my personal perception, it, definitely there were very advanced civilizations in these times. And I think they were in, to me, they were in communication, yes, with extraterrestrials because what has been built, certain technology, advanced technology, how it was built in, let's say, in, even in Bosnia, you will find it back in other places and pyramids in different continents. How it was built, I think it's, it's a combination of the two. Very advanced humans, and I say humans with a question mark because we just don't know at this point the civilization that was there. But they were highly advanced, I would say, also in level of consciousness. Um, and in combination, in cooperation with extraterrestrials. Yes. What do you think happened? Like, why did we lose the technology or the ability to use it? I think there's a lot of um, cycles, Gary, that we go through, different cycles of consciousness. Um, and uh, and I think in this case also, there have been, uh, over time, even if you look at Lemuria and Atlantis, there was always the choice that we can make as humans every single day. What do I choose? Do I choose to go for aggression? Do I, um, or do I choose... Fear? Do I choose love? And I think um, at all together, individually and collectively, we create a field that create that shapes reality. And there's a certain critical mass, and I think this is what we're approaching again. We go through a very important time where we're all contributing, obviously, to this shift, to this transformation, and sometimes it tips over into a destructive mode and we are obviously we went through decades of destruction of going giving excessive attention i would say to the mind to the ratio forgetting totally um 
the more feminine qualities in all of us. And I think coming back to your question, humanity has gone through an enormous amount of different cycles and periods where there has been a growth in consciousness and exploration followed sometimes again by destruction from outer space sometimes but also created by ourselves collectively hmm. so so what happens next when, when all these pyramids become activated um and this energy grid comes to life what would happen then um to me, the, the, the moment we're able to lift our energies, both personally, socially, but also globally, uh, we become more conscious, we become more aware um, of the interconnectivity, meaning everything is connected with each other. Um, and this awareness and raise of vibration is to me the only way forward for humanity because right now I almost compare it sometimes as as if um, we are a giant we are in a Titanic we're moving towards an iceberg we're gonna crash unless we're able to steer it a little bit towards the left and able to save this beautiful planet Earth and to me, the pyramids is an enormous, um, the different pyramids are enormous beacons of light. They also connect with extraterrestrial realms and with um, higher level of consciousness that is out in the universe. And the pyramids, together with, with us as humans, a critical mass of humans, the moment we step further into this, into further coherence into consciousness um, we, to me will be able to make a transformation and protect this planet or make a transformation that it will not go further into a destruction. Is our planet and the pyramids on this planet connected to pyramids, pyramids that exist on other planets like possibly Mars? Possibly, yes, but I would not have the knowledge to, to answer that so far, to, to go to that level, Jerry. But possibly, yes, why not? Do you, ever, do you think that any of them were ever used for teleportation? Yeah, I definitely believe that, yes. Hmm. Yeah. What would you think would happen if we fail to activate these pyramids? We think we'll go even into a, an age of even deeper darkness than what we currently are at. Um, um, I think the pyramid is one element, and I'm sure more. There's such a movement right now that's taking place on uh, raising our level of consciousness, and I, I don't even want to entertain the thought what's going to happen if that not. My mind doesn't even go there. So I'm convinced that uh, it, 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 we're moving forward into um, lifting gradually the vibration and lifting the veil and lifting uh, the illusion that we live in. I'm sure that we're going further into that sense. And the period, period the, this time that we're going through, which is quite a, quite a destructive, I mean, we're depleting almost all of the earth resources, um, does also help people eventually to waken up further. Uh, so I don't even want to go down the path, what will if not. Uh, I'm just constantly um, entertaining a more positive version of what, what's going to happen. Right. Um, do you think that aliens also use these pyramids to teleport possibly? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. How about being used? Um, like I know, like in the Great Pyramid of Giza, for example, um, yeah. that it has a lot of acoustic qualities um, mm -hmm. where you can go in and create sounds and vibrations and it amplifies them. Do you think there's a connection between um, sound and vibration and color and these pyramids? 
Oh, absolutely. I think about sound is such such an important um, element in, 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 in healing. Um, and I think it is um, through sound that even um, um, levels of sound have such a tremendous power also to, to heal a transport and to lift. Um, so I definitely believe that sound has a very um, huge huge impact both in um, in pyramids but also in 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 developing further healing properties in general but i don't have much knowledge on that subject though barry right. is there any plans to build any more pyramids of light yes um um some places have already started but we feel it's like it's almost like a mother that will create in different shapes and forms more places um, around the world with that same symbolism also uh, and the same message that the Pyramid for Light transmit, which is all about um, connecting deeper with our inner light and allowing to shine because that is the big transformation that we've seen all the time of people that came there, but also people that connected themselves from a distance to this place. So yes, there's in Spain, uh, both in France, uh, in Switzerland, we started already with smaller communities uh, where people live in a different way, more autonomous, more uh, heart-based living in general. Yes. Hmm. How about in America? Well, hopefully, uh, I know that the conference that will soon take place in uh, in Chicago, um, they're starting also to uh, to look at it, uh, at building a pyramid uh, in a region more possibly in Florida. But I need to check with uh, with Marta. But first talks are in that area. It's not a pyramid for light, but to build pyramid. Yeah. That's so, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so actually a, a rumor that a pyramid exists in the uh, Everglades of Florida um, that is covered up with dirt. Well, actually, um, uh, quite a lot of pyramids are still about to be discovered uh, because, as you probably know, the Pyramid of Bosnia was also covered in dirt and vegetation and it was eventually then discovered. So I'm sure that in the next uh, decades, we will be, more pyramids will be discovered. Yeah, ancient pyramids that uh, uh, that's, uh, were left unexplored so far. Do you think there's any pyramids underneath the ice in Antarctica? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. and there are even several pyramids also uh, at the bottom of the sea level that have been discovered. So I do think um, we're still going to see quite some surprises in the next few decades of more pyramids that will be explored, also with the new technologies that are there. And hopefully we'll be able also to explore how to, to let's say, arm these pyramids again in the sense that the crystals can be placed in the apex, which will function as a receptor of light once this is done once all the crystals are in place and all these pyramids are reactivated what will the world look like then oh uh, let's say there will be a world uh hopefully with more light but that is really the purpose of also all these power places pyramids but also other temples and all these power places have always been built on major crossings of ley lines so everything that we do on these big power places, these generators of energy, will obviously influence the ley lines, will obviously influence the energy energy field around the earth. So the moment there's a higher vibration there, all life will benefit from it. Is there any connection with these pyramids in other um, places, such as like the, the Nazca lines or... Um, Stonehenge. All these are enormous power places, actually, and and these places also contain huge crossings of ley lines. So the ancient in ancient times, they already knew the importance of these ley lines and to build power places, 
um, burial places, ritual places. They were always built on these crossings of ley lines. And over time, when you start using more and more these places, it attracts more of the ley lines to it. So um, all this energy grid um, around the earth, most of them all run through these power places. At the pyramid that you guys built in the Philippines, has mm. there has there anything miraculous happened in or around that pyramid? Well, the stories that I told you before to us, they were yeah. quite miraculous with stones emerging from the earth, uh, a whole lake that transferred in, in, into red. But we've had also some people that were spontaneously cured that were there. Um, we've had, um, yeah, uh, uh, but it is the picture that I'm going to show the conference. We had um, an enormous circular hollow that was just that stayed right above the pyramid for a long time. We were able to take pictures. So this is also what I'm going to show at the conference. Um, but the stories that I told you before, to, to, to us, they were just absolutely uh, mind-blowing, obviously, of the stones that were materialized um, from the earth right there, and also the lake that, that completely changed color. Do you think that God is behind all this miraculous um, energy in discoveries? Uh, I believe we're all parts of God in a way. Everyone has this God particle in him and herself. So I do believe we are uh, beings with an enormous potential, but we just use a little part only of it. And, um, and I do think the God energy vibrates in all of us and in everything that is living. Interesting. Um, how about um, has anybody used tried like channeling inside some of these pyramids to see if it has any effect or if they're channeling certain entities? Just like you're getting that lady in the cave. Yeah, um, we've. I have a lot of channelings, obviously, and it's 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 always very often it's a very symbolic language um, what they transmit. But they all talk about this enormously important time, this big transformation, the big shift that we're going through right now. And that um, for me in particular, what I always retain from the messages is for me particularly the importance of connecting these different uh, power places and in connection with the power of the heart. To me, that is really something where an enormous generator for ourselves, uh, but also for our environment. Awesome. Well, I definitely hope that uh, I get to see some more pyramids, at least here in the United States. And um, <laughs> We can use them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, before yeah. we wrap this up, where is yeah. the best place for my listeners to find you and find um, your organization? Actually, there's a, uh, there's a website, obviously, which is Pyramid. Four, the four is a number for light.org. That is the website where there's quite a lot of information on the Pyramid for Light. And the conference that is soon taking place, it is the Global Pyramid Network Conference. So whenever you type it in, you'll immediately find that conference where I would say people all around the world connected to Pyramid and to these subjects are coming together in this conference. Okay. Well, I will put the links to those in the notes of this episode so my listeners can find you. It was a pleasure talking to you. I really enjoyed it. And thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Gary. And uh, all the best with the next uh, podcast. And uh, hope <laughs> to connect again soon. Yes, absolutely. And just hang on for one moment, and I just have to play the outro. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Message him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com.
merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guarantee. It's the only book on film that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon and it will change your life. Because remember, 